And he said, that was so much fun yesterday. I'm going to do that again. So he walks on over to the edge of the hill and he yells, wolf, wolf. And all the people panicked again. They thought, oh, this time it's probably for sure going to be a wolf. So they run up to protect him. What's he doing? He's laying in the grasses. They're just laughing and laughing. Welcome back to Adventure Parenting with Grace. I am Lori Donahue, and this is the Gospel Parenting Podcast, where we will walk with you through the joys of parenting and the most painful challenges so you can rise with courage, practical strategies, and hope to parent with purpose. Think for just a moment about people you know. Think about those that are just acquaintances. Think about those that are closer than acquaintances and in your small group of closer friends. And then think about a very best friend or your spouse or just one person. So think in the context of these people and ask yourself, is there any one person in this whole world that I would trust with absolutely everything about my life? that you would trust with any money that you have? Are there people out there that you would trust with your life? And how about this one? Are there any people out there that you would trust with your deepest secret? Every secret, not just one or two, but every secret that you hold in your heart. Is there a person that you would share it all with? That's really a challenging set of questions. The point of this podcast is not that you should share all your deep secrets with everybody, but rather that we should not live a life of hiding. We're going to talk about being honest with God, being honest with ourselves, and being honest with others. So let's hop in and start with the introduction to Growing Your Kids in Honesty. Hi, I'm Lori Donahue, and welcome to the training workshop. I hope that this is going to be valuable for all of us. I just have to say, I don't have the corner on this. We are all in this together. We are all struggling and wanting this for ourselves. And so we're going to all learn together. And I don't want this to be me teaching you about honesty. I want us to all learn from one another. And I just hope that we can really challenge one another and learn from one another as well. I have a question. Do you think that honesty is a dying trait, a dying character trait in our culture? I know that you all have a thought or an opinion on this. Does it, does it seem to you that it's okay to lie if you're a salesperson or if you're a politician on either side or basically anytime you have a good reason or if you even think you have a good reason? Well, it seems it's gotten worse. I, I remember actually 40 years ago, I'm kind of telling my age here, But 40 years ago, things were different. People weren't so blatant about their lies. They hid them a little bit more. People have been lying since the beginning of time. It's not that people are lying so much less, but there is just a real sense of approval, I think, for lying that didn't used to be. If somebody used to lie, they would hide it and they wouldn't be so blatant about it. But it's really important that we do get a handle on it because there are so many reasons, as you'll see in this workshop, there are so many reasons to be honest and direct and authentic with people. So we're going to begin by looking back at the 60s. And believe it or not, I was very much a uh, teenager in the late 60s. 
and I remember that era in time, and oh my goodness, was it an era in time. The Beatles were doing their thing, and the hippies were doing their thing, and it was just a really interesting time to be a teenager. But around that time, moral relativism was popular. You may have heard that before, and what does that mean? It means that there's no such thing as absolute truth, that whatever is truth for you is truth. And that really, really messes up with a lot of things. And you're going to see as we continue on. So the belief came to be that you can do whatever you want if it ended up with a good result. The end justifies the means became very popular at that time. And you can say or do whatever you want if it's for a good purpose. So that was huge too. Back to the each person's individual truth. Think about this for a minute. If this person has a truth here, and that person has a truth there, and this one here, and this one here, they're all truth to them, then they are all in control of their own truth. So what happens when everybody's in control? Nobody's in control. That's right, nobody's in control. And what happens when nobody's in control? Anarchy. If you think about it, what's truth to one person and isn't to another, that person can lie or they can do anything they want to because that's their truth and it might be at expense, the expense of this person. So people get stepped on and, and people are lied to and people are hurt. And basically what happens? Relationships are destroyed. So there are some real big needs in our culture and our society for honesty. And I think you see it because you're here and honesty is important to you and, and it's important to and for you, but it's important for your kids because they're going to grow up in a culture that's going to get worse and worse. And if we don't help them understand the value and the importance of honesty now, then they're going to grow up in a very difficult situation. But if we do train them in honesty and help them to see the need for honesty, what will happen for them is they will pass that on to their kids and their kids and their kids. So what you do now is leaving a legacy for many, many years to come. And that's what's incredibly neat. So I'm glad you're here and we're going to do some great work in training our kids in honesty. So let's, let's get started. So God knew man wouldn't live well each having their own truth or as a result really poor relationships. He created truth. He is truth. And he created the world. He is truth. He creates truth for the world. So it really behooves us to turn to God and find out what his truth is instead of all of us running around searching our own truth. So one of his commands happens to be, be truthful. So it kind of comes full circle. Here is truth telling us to be truthful. And that's just really a neat concept. So in this culture of the lack of honesty, it's really hard to raise kids. It's really going to be a challenge to raise kids to be honest if they don't see the value of, of being honest. So that's, that's part of it. They need to see why they should be honest. You know, why should I be honest if I don't see why I should be honest? So they need to see the purpose that honesty brings in their life, and we're going to help them to do that. I hope you're going to help them to do that. Sometimes it's going to mean they're going to have to go against the grain. Sometimes it's going to be a little difficult for them and they need to be strong and they need to have that strength to be able to stand up and be truthful. So our culture has all kinds of untruthfulness and this is not new. Clearly it's not new. It's from been from the beginning of time 
And uh, many, many years ago, there was a, an Aesop fable that, that centered around this. And just to kind of recapsulate it for you, there was a little shepherd boy up on the hill minding his sheep, and he was bored. You know, I suppose sitting up on top of a hill can get pretty bored with all the sheep because they don't really talk back to you. So he was bored, and he thought, well, what can I do to make life interesting? So he walked over to the edge of the hill, and he yelled, wolf, wolf. And all the townspeople like panicked and they come to his rescue and they were going to protect him and save him from the wolf. Uh, but there was no wolf and he was just laughing, rolling on the ground, thinking it was the funniest thing ever that he got all that attention and he was not bored anymore. So, of course, the people down in the village went back down and they weren't real happy about it. So the next day he's up again in the on the side of the hill and he said, that was so much fun yesterday. I'm going to do that again. So he walks on over to the edge of the hill and he yells, wolf, wolf. And all the people panicked again. They thought, oh, this time it's probably for sure going to be a wolf. So they run up to protect him. What's he doing? He's laying in the grasses. They're just laughing and laughing that he got all that attention and he wasn't bored anymore. So, so then the, the village people went back and they were getting a little irritated. I don't really know how many times this went on in the story. It might have been another time. But then the last time, there actually was a wolf. And so he went to the, the side. There was a, a very scary wolf. And he went to the side of the hill and he yelled, wolf, wolf, wolf. And the villagers, they said, well, he keeps calling that there's a wolf and there isn't one. So we're not going to go because we're not going to be fooled again and just be the ridiculed again. So they didn't go up. Well, the wolf raised havoc with all the sheep. And it was a story that really points out that he really lost out because he was not truthful. He was just saying something that wasn't true in order to fulfill his own entertainment. So therefore, that's been around a long time. There's just a perfect story. And there are many, many stories. In our culture, we have so many stories. We have TV, we have sitcoms, we have movies that show all kinds of, of dishonesty being okay. And our kids see it. Our kids see it. And they think it's funny. And it's not. It's not funny. Politicians on all sides of the fence are, are not truthful. And we hear their untruthfulness. And TV really makes it so that we hear it all and internet makes it so that we hear it all so that's a tremendous problem when our kids hear leadership people in leadership not being truthful there have been episodes of leaders in the church who haven't been truthful their teachers may have they may have seen that so they hear it from all different directions and kids are also taught at a young age to do what they need to do to get ahead now i'm not saying kids shouldn't get ahead of course they should strive for excellence but you don't do whatever or say whatever or lie in any way to, to get ahead of somebody else. That is just a real different thing. But, you know, in some cases I've heard of kids encourage to do that. So that's a really sad statement on our culture. And then dishonesty comes in many forms in the individual. And you might have a list longer than this that you can think of. But we hide what we don't want others to see because of either shame or to protect something that we want. We tell partial truths instead of whole truths and thinking that, okay, a partial truth is still a truth. Well, it depends, not necessarily. We manipulate to get what we want and manipulate in an untruthful sort of way. Ooh, that feels terrible to be manipulated like that. 
We like to make someone else look worse so that we look better. That's a real common one for somebody who is just insecure in their own little heart. We exaggerate the truth. We, we lie to get something we want. We lie to get out of trouble. We don't want to face trouble, and so we'll lie to get out of trouble or to protect our image or something. There are many, many, many more other ones that you think of. There are many more ways that we lie. There's hundreds, I'm sure. Uh, so why do we want our kids to be truthful? We don't want them to go through a life of untruthfulness for several reasons. Number one, God asks us to be truthful. It's one of the commandments, actually. God asks us to be truthful. And also, it's much better to know that we can be trusted, better for relationships, better. Uh, I want to be able to trust my kids because it will give them more freedom. We'll have more freedom when we know that we can be trusted. And so that's important. And what about being guilt-free? When we lie and we know that we've lied, there's guilt that and, and shame that builds up there. And it's very, very uncomfortable. So we lie to be guilt-free and we don't want that. We don't want that. We want to be free. We want to be free. Here's another one. Sometimes when we lie, we don't remember the lie that we said last time, so we don't change it this time. That's a problem sometimes. Anyway, the biggest, biggest, very, very biggest reason that we shouldn't lie, lying causes problems for us in that it destroys relationships. It destroys relationships. How many of you know of a family maybe a husband and wife that was destroyed because of a lie, or kids' relationships with their parents or one another, sometimes they go through life and they're never repaired, and that is so, so sad. Or a friendship that was lost because of a lie, that is so sad. And what about our relationship with God? Have we ever been far from God because of a lie, because of not facing the truth? Yeah, I know that I have. So all of these reasons, but especially our relationship with God, it can be really damaged through lying. So those are reasons that we want to bring honesty into our lives, into our relationships. And God never gives us commands without hope. He does not leave us just here with these commands that are heavy and burdensome. He gives us hope, and that's, that's what we can count on, and that's what we can depend on. So this is going to be really valuable in raising and training your kids. I hope that you will stick through this with me and, and that we'll just really dig deep into all of this. And there are going to be some action steps along the way. And I plan to help us practice. And, and it's not going to be hard. It's not going to be like pointing fingers and, or anything like that. So here we go. There are three different areas in our lives that need truthfulness. First of all, and most important, we need truthfulness with God. That is, that's big because that's where it all begins because He is the truth. He is the source of truth. We need truthfulness with ourselves. If we can't be truthful with ourselves, we can't be truthful with others or with God. So we're going to talk about that and we're going to grow in that. And we need truthfulness with others. We need truthfulness with others. We need relationships to be built and strong and restored if they've been damaged. It's, it's all about relationships. So we need truthfulness with God and we need a relationship with God to be good. We need truthfulness with ourselves. We need to have a good relationship with ourselves. We need truthfulness with others. We need that relationship with others to be good. So that's where we're going. And that's, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this, about all this. It's really going to be fun. So let's begin. 
So this first section, we're going to talk about truthfulness with God. And it started a very, very long time ago. I don't know if you remember, I'm sure you probably do the story of Adam and Eve in the garden. Adam and Eve were given the garden that was beautiful with all kinds of fruit and, and things that they could eat and smell and touch and see. And it was just a daily, beautiful, beautiful walk. And speaking of walk, they were walking with God and talking with Him every day. Talking relationship, not a prayer relationship where they didn't necessarily hear his voice, but they were hearing his voice and talking to him daily. They had a wonderful relationship. You wouldn't have wanted that relationship to ever, ever break, but it did. And one day Eve was walking through the garden and there she sees the serpent, who is the enemy, and he is trying to talk her into disobeying the one command God had given them. And what was that command? You can eat from anything in the garden but you're not to touch or eat from the tree of this one particular tree. And so he said to Eve, he says, did God really say that? Did God really mean that? Did God not think that it would make you be like him, that you would have all this knowledge if you ate from it and you would be like him? Yeah, it's like, why are you listening to that? Why don't you have what you want? Why don't you, you know, you, you see it looks good. Why don't you try it and have it? So what did Eve do? She disobeyed God and she did it. And she went to Adam and talked him into it or suggested or she said she had done that. And so he did too. And what did they immediately do after? Do you remember this part of the story? What did they do immediately after they disobeyed God? They hid. They went and hid as if God couldn't find them in his garden and was walking with them and knows everything and sees everything as if God didn't know they were hiding. Well, they were hiding <laughs> and they hid themselves. They sewed leaves together to cover themselves. They, they knew they were naked. So, so as a result, they were, they were hiding from God and they were ashamed. There was very much shame. But God doesn't leave us there. So, so he didn't leave them there. Even though this was the very first relationship fail, this was the first relationship fail here on earth. But God had, he had a solution. He always has a, he has a solution. He always leaves us with hope. No matter what he tells us that's awful, he always leaves us with hope. So what did he do? He left us with the hope that he would send his son, Jesus, to come and all of our guilt and shame for everything we've ever done, including all the lies we've ever done, was paid for. Was paid for on the cross. So now we can come and our relationship is restored. And that is the key, the restoration of the relationship. It is so, so wonderful. So yes, they were banned from the garden, so they had consequences, but God provided the solution and, and restored the relationship. The relationship was restored. The payment was done end of guilt and shame and now we can stand whole and in good standing before God because of what Jesus did on the cross. So that's, that is the frame of reference that we don't have to hide. We don't have to lie. We don't have to hide. We can be who we are. So there is no shame and guilt to hide from. Part of what lying does is hiding and it's hiding just like Adam and Eve hid from God in the garden because they were full of shame. We don't have to do that. So that is a, just a core principle of we now can go straight to God in no guilt, no shame, and we can be totally honest. Besides, 
He knows what we're thinking and doing anyway. He, he knows us inside and out. He created us. So why would we try to be different? Why would we try to cover up or make excuses or whatever to God? You know, why don't we just say, yeah, you know me and you know that I am not perfect. God is perfect, but I'm not. I've said that many, many times. And as a result, we can have that restored relationship that, and we can be authentic and honest with God. So with all that said, why, 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 why would we not want his perfection rather than us trying to make our own. I think that's what we do so often. We try to make our own perfection by putting out this image to look like we have it all together or that we're perfect. Why Why do we want that? Let's take the perfection that's given to us by God, which is perfect perfection, and rest in that and move forward in that. So it's very, very comforting to know that God knows everything about me and he loves me anyway that is just that's just the best he loves me and and i don't have to hide or shame from him okay we'll stop there with this training your kids in honesty podcast series and this was just the introduction we'll get into some more of the meaty and practical things in the next podcasts so Please return and join me then, and remember to rest in the Lord this week. Mm -hmm.